Hello, welcome to uh, Skill Check, the gaming and well-being podcast from YMCA Exeter. My name is Andy, and uh, joining me through the magic of Zoom, we have Zach. Hello, welcome to episode 33, Zach. You right? Yeah, doing well. Had a, a nice uh, weekend. Looking forward to E3, which is on the horizon. And when this goes out, it'll only be a few days away. So this is, this is exciting times. This is the time of year when just everything gaming happens. And um, I'm very, very excited to see what, what secrets have been being kept. And what secrets don't get kept. That's always the equally <laughs> equally exciting is the leaks. It's like, oh, you're so good if you get within a week of E3 and then suddenly someone leaks the secret you've been keeping for maybe potentially like years. So yeah, that's always then, fun as well. Yeah, there's a definite category of news, isn't there? For uh, Yeah, you're saying that this is news, but actually we've known about this all along. Yeah. Yeah, definitely some red herrings as well. And things that will have leaked ages ago or things that people will have seen and then everyone will have gone, nah, that's not happening. And then it will it'll, it will transpire that it is in fact happening. Um, that's always funny as well. Dare we say Game Pass on Switch? Mm, maybe. We'll maybe. I, I don't think we'll see that in the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. On, I think that's on Sunday, this coming Sunday, because I think they'll really want to double down on Microsoft and Bethesda stuff. Um, will we see it in Nintendo Direct? Maybe. Mm. Maybe. maybe. It could, however, be like a, in a week's time, in two weeks' time, as the hype is slightly waning, they, they go, surprise! <laughs> or they flip it the other way and do the whole, like, that's the first thing that everyone talks about, is that they launch, they go straight in with that's the first thing they announce, and that's the big, like, and, a, and it'll be one of those things where it's, like, available now on Nintendo Switch. It'll be one of those things where it's, like, oh, here's the thing we're doing, by the way, it's, it's now, it's happening now. There's always a few of those things um, that, that get kind of dropped immediately. Um, so we'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see. I'm very excited, and by the way, in case you didn't realize this thursday so when this podcast goes out on wednesday tomorrow thursday is the uh summer games fest event which is kind of like it's a new thing it happened last year because of covid um and it's back again this year jeff Keeley, who is the guy that does the game awards um he also in the pandemic last year wanted to do something in the summer because e3 didn't happen at all really last year mm. so he came up with the summer game fest Went really well last year. Coming back this year, it's kind of like a a pre-launch event leading into E3. Oh, okay. um, there's going to be loads of game announcements, loads of indie studios uh, like showing off the games. It's on Twitch. It's probably streamed on YouTube as well. This Thursday at, I think it's 6 p.m. GMT. So 6 o'clock this Thursday evening. Tomorrow evening, if you're tuning in on the podcast, tomorrow evening, 6 o'clock. Um... Yeah, Summer Games Fest. Find find a streaming link. Most websites that do gaming stuff will have will be advertising it. They'll have a link to click to find the live stream for it. So strongly suggest checking it out. It'll be the first kind of big gaming thing. Um, usually, this is also like coincides with lots of demos and lots of like free play stuff because it's about kind of games that are coming out now or have just come out or uh, want people that want to show off their demos and stuff. Mm. Um, lots of sales, lots of deals. 
I know that there's drops. If you watch it live, there's drops. So if you watch it on Twitch and you have your account, you know, your, your all your accounts linked and stuff, there'll be drops you can earn, like free games and stuff, just by watching. So that's my if, check it out thing this week. If 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 someone is listening to this after Thursday, is it something that they can just easily jump onto Google and just type in Summerfest twenty? Yeah, yeah. If if, if someone, yeah, if. If it's a few days after the fact, or even a few weeks after the fact, if you type in Summer Games Fest 2020, you'll find a link on YouTube to the video, and you'll be able to rewatch it and um, check all the stuff out that was announced and stuff. Um, it's always a really intense time of year. I don't think I've ever managed to watch every showcase in E3 and stuff surrounding it, just because it, it's American time. So, like, we're always it. Some of it goes like some. Some of it's really, really early in the morning. Um, so I don't make those ones. But generally speaking, they try and pick a time that's good for most places. Um, so they try to pick a morning time over there. So it's kind of afternoon, evening time over here. Um, Nintendo always do a really great job of that, actually. They always do They always do theirs at like 9 o'clock in the morning over there. So then it's kind of the afternoon over here. So, that's not um, too bad. Yeah. And then it's the evening over in like Japan and stuff. Like So it's like they, they want everyone to be able to watch it live, basically. Mm. Um and so, yeah, it's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to it. It's gonna be. It's gonna make a change for like the, the, the quiet few weeks we've had leading up to it. So <laughs> we won't be able to move for news, which will be nice. Cool. So gaming, gaming week. Mm-hmm. What have you been uh, exploring over the last week, or however long it's been since we last properly recorded? Yeah. So I have been playing Pathfinder Kingmaker uh, Complete Edition console version on the Xbox. I've tried to play this game and finish it multiple times. But as I've said before, new resolution, complete games that I've started and not finished. This is the third of those. This is the third game I'm I'm trying to kind of complete and finish after multiple attempts. Uh, The last run I did, I've pretty much caught up to where I was the last attempt I made. Mm. And just a little bit further, probably. Um, really enjoying this playthrough. My character is more interesting to play, which is making the game more interesting. I picked a really complicated character to play, a class to play last time, um, which then ultimately didn't really that that class didn't really get fun to play until like the the end game, um, mm. because you had to you had to. It was complicated because it was a prestige class, so it meant that you had to meet lots of checks before unlocking that class Crazy. and then you have to spe- spec into that class a long way in and then you have to max that class work. levels to well basically i wanted to be a dragon okay and who doesn't want right. to be a dragon okay so i was trying to be a dragon disciple which gets once they reach so many levels they can then transform into a dragon as like that that's the that's the thing that they do in combat um i was like who doesn't want to be However, it takes forever to unlock the, the Dragon Disciple class in the first place. And then once you've got there, um, you have to level it up to like level 10, I think. So you're talking maybe level level 15, which is like arguably like end game. So like the class got cool at the end of the game. So you had to like put in like 100 hours to get there to be a dragon. In the... And whilst I thought I had to stay in power for that, <laughs> yeah. I really didn't. This playthrough, I've gone um, Druid. You can all in. Druid. Um, and that's basically like a. I focused on like like a pet. I've got a pet bear, 
the bear just tanks. I shoot arrows. It's it's cool. Um, and then I've got I focused on conjuring, so I focus on summoning other creatures to help me. Um, so I doubled down on like just just a whole load of monsters, <laughs> just like summon everything, um, which is really cool. Um, especially in some of the bigger battles where you have where the enemy is like maybe got 15, 16, 17 units, and you're just like summoning everything to the field. Um, so yeah, it's it's just really good fun, and so that's why I think I'm enjoying it this time more because I'm enjoying my class more. Um, yeah, got some really good synergies going and a really good guide. So if if anyone out there is like, oh, Pathfinder Kingdom Maker sounds really cool, it's to really like old school, uh, party based uh, RPG kind of kingdom management in there as well. So it's like not just exploring and battling and leveling up. There's a kingdom management mini game in it as well. Um, lots of strategy. Um, Varying levels of difficulty, so if you're feeling like that sounds really difficult, then you can obviously make it easier when you're in the difficulty settings. So like you don't, you can you can put everything down to like easy, and so if you just want the story and stuff, you can just go that way as well. Um, the story is really cool as well, and I'm really enjoying it. So it is a complicated game. Timing, so you can fail certain checks. It gets quite complicated, but that's why I'm using a guide because they lay it out in a way that I'm like, okay, I understand this is how everything needs to be. Um, and then, yeah, I, I am really enjoying this time and it's just it's just come at the right time. The gaming's gone a bit quiet. There hasn't been a game in a while and this is a big game like this. Hopefully, fingers crossed. There are some really big game releases coming up this month that I'm really excited about and I'm sure we'll talk about in the coming weeks. Um, but... Yeah, that's that's me. I'm not sure how that recorded, but uh, I'd like to apologise to uh, anyone who has aim- who was able to kind of get through the last 30 seconds or so, heard Zach metamorphosize from human Zach to strange alien dragon Zach, and then metamorphosize back into human Zach. Apologies, folks. That's I think what I was going for. The- Sorry. That's what I was going for. Oh, okay, cool. I think, yeah, this is part of the technical hoops that we live through in these weird days that we find ourselves in. Uh, personally, I've uh, found myself really getting into a game called Greece, um, spelt G-R-I-S. Apparently, according to the Twitter account, it's pronounced Greece. It's on its very simplest form. It's basically a um, puzzle platformer. So you can walk along and the dress that your character is wearing can do various different skills and things like that as the game progresses. Um, The skills kind of give you the ability to get past puzzles. And uh, yeah, you progress by basically working out how to get on to the next step. Uh, I talk about it being a platformer. Yeah, very much, I guess, like a lot of platform type games these days. You can't really die. Um, I've not found I've not found a way to die yet, but there's been plenty of ways to kind of go. Mm, it's a bit frustrating, but and oh, man, there's it's a gorgeous game. The artists 
work there is amazing um the music the graphics it's beautiful and i should probably say something a little bit about the storyline as well and that a bit like what was it old man's journey where you know something's happened which is the reason behind the game and the reason behind the story what exactly has happened isn't at least immediately obvious at first uh there is a hint that something quite traumatic has happened but we're not really sure what uh i wouldn't be surprised if the what actually isn't really the point it's just more it's it's more about finding yourself and finding your voice again mm. in that uh the character has lost her voice uh, and from very early on just by playing the buttons you find a control where it looks like she's about to s- start singing and i think the intro sequence begins with her singing as well but when you press the button she goes to sing but she can't get the, the first note out so she takes that big breath and that's it i've not finished it yet i want to i want to keep playing with it it looks beautiful it sounds beautiful and it's one of those games that that's that's a little bit peaceful to play you know i would definitely recommend checking it out um i think it's one of those games that are cheap on sale every now and then uh depending on the platform you look for it on uh i uh, picked it up for just a couple of quid from uh steam on the pc well as we've already mentioned it it's a slower news it's been a slower few news weeks there is no news well everything goes quiet it's this weird before e3 literally everyone battens down the hatches they don't want leaks they don't want to be like they don't want to risk revealing anything or anything getting out that they don't want to. So they go on like media blackout, essentially, leading up to E3. Hmm. So gaming-wise, there's, there's not a whole lot to talk about unless we just want to wildly speculate <laughs> what we might see at E3. Well, I think um, we speculated a little bit, haven't we, you know? Um, I guess one thing that keeps it. coming back around, yeah, also... Uh, we've had a little bit, there's been a little bit more movement on this, is the existence of the Switch Pro. Yeah, that's come back. That, that now, rumor. it looks like maybe it's a bit more than rumour and that there's tentative maybe coming out September, October, November time. Um, how do you feel about that? Having a Switch, have, <sighs> having bought a Switch, how do you feel about them releasing a better Switch? like a year and a half I think the key to it will be there being it's basically the killer app it needs the the thing it needs the game it needs the function in order to convince families to get the next switch at the moment the switch well my daughter loves playing it my wife's going to be like, well, you love playing it. My daughter loves playing it. Why would we need it? So I think it needs to address the 
Yeah. Why? I think. For sure. And especially when you consider that there's so many switches out there. I mean, one of the few news items I managed to uh, pick up on over last week. Uh, in Japan, 20 million units have been sold in Japan. Yeah. Uh, I, I and I would love to see the breakdown between Switch lights and Switches. Like, I imagine the Switch mm. Lite sold like hotcakes out in Japan because it's 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 a... And that's the thing you were saying earlier about the reason to buy a Switch Pro. Mm. All their games and all the things that they release for the Switch are made to work on the console as it was. Yes. There isn't a reason to buy a Switch Pro because all the games run perfectly fine. Because we're designed for a system that is like not as, it's not a, you know, it's not a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X. Mm. So the games that get made for it, double down on the whole what's handheld, you can take it anywhere thing, rather than look at this 4K, you know, 1080p, 60 frames. Like that's not the Switch. That's not what it's for. So I don't know who they're pitching this. You're not pitching it at families because families no. will always go for the the cheaper option because ultimately mm. they'll be working on a budget, yeah. so they're gonna they're gonna buy the one that that is cheaper that works for what they want. Mm. The handheld gamers, the light, the Switch Lite is just so good. Like, why would you why would you stump up the money if that's what you're using it for? The handheld nature of it, you wouldn't. And obviously, coupled with the fact that Joy-Con drift is still a massive issue. Oh yeah. Why but... would you then? Why why buy a Switch? when you can buy a Switch Lite and alleviate some of those issues and concerns. It's cheaper and it's purely handheld. It's light. It's, they look cool. They look, they actually look better than the Switch. Like they, because you can get them in multiple different colors now. And like, so here's the more who, numbers. Who's buying a Switch Pro? 84.59 million units sold worldwide. Again, just numbers. I just, yeah. By that point, to in my head, they, that's just a number. Has no yeah. realistic kind well, of. Well, you add a few, add a few more zeros on it to get to how much the money they've earned. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, a, a handset is what it's a few hundred pounds, depending on which. Both are over. Both are sitting around, you know, a few hundred, a hundred between one hundred and fifty and like two hundred fifty pounds. So you're spending a hundred pounds ish upwards mm. on these things. So you kind of few zeros onto that in terms of how many sales they've made. Double down on like they they nail software. They can. There's a lot of games you can only get on Switch. People buy the consoles for those games. Obviously Mario and all that and all those kinds of games. I yeah, just I would the amount of money they've made is just probably disgusting. At that point, it's it's probably ridiculous. I want they probably don't even. The thing is, they've earned so much money, they don't need to tell anyone how much money they've made. They never tell you. Nintendo are quite always like, we've made this many sales, but we're not going to tell you how much money we've made on it. And quite frankly, they don't even need to. That's they literally just it, the Switch has just printed money. It's going to break all the console records for them easily, comfortably. And it's you're thinking we're in, we're still in the beginning of like the fact that the Switch Pro hasn't even come out yet shows you that we're still in the beginning of the life cycle of this console. Like it's still a new thing, so it's just going to keep selling and selling and selling and selling and selling and selling. Hey, I was even I was even like, oh wow, Switch Pro's coming out. Oh, I might pick it up if it's if it's that much better. And you're right, there has to be a game mm. that's coming out that will make the most of it. Um, and equally, Game Pass doesn't 
really do that because obviously that's going to be streaming. Yeah. That's going to be game streaming. So you don't need um, good hardware to do that. Um, game Pass solves yeah, battery the life problem, maybe potentially, but. Hmm. But then the switch, does, does the Switch Pro, in conjunction with the Game Pass, solve all of the all of its problems? Like it's it's doubling down on the fact that the first party games can look nicer and look better, run better, battery life be better, maybe even Joy-Con drift. Maybe they've solved that. Plus, then the fact you can stream games on it as well. Like maybe the Switch Pro is like the maybe we're just missing a little bit of. They obviously done their market research and they know. Mm. But it, hey, it could just fly off the show. It could people could just go crazy for it. Like, if It'd it's be nice not to be that wrong. much more expensive. Yeah. It'd be nice to be if wrong. It, if it's £100 more, that's a deal breaker. I feel like mm. it's £50 more than the Switch. The, 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 the Switch, maybe, maybe, might, might, people might. I wonder. You're really, you're really pitching this at people that have already got one, haven't you? No, yeah. new, no person that hasn't got a Switch is going to go like, Switch Pro, that's for me. Yeah, this is people that have already put money into switch that are yeah, going to want yeah, to switch absolutely. an upgrade essentially and so early on in a life cycle of a console like is that's that's a weird thing like the, the the time gap between xbox one x and xbox series x you're talking like five six seven years like there was a it was a long time between console generations the switch has been out for a few years and they're, they're saying oh we know you bought that thing a few years ago well, we want you to buy another one that's a slightly more of an upgrade already like mm. i don't know how much that's going to swing when it comes to Joy-Con drift, you know, I've kind of fixed that by using other controllers. Not a real fix, I admit. And, yeah, so maybe it is. I guess, I guess at the end of the day, we don't know when the Pro is going to come out mm-hmm. yet. If it's something there for people who brought a switch a few years back the switches are starting to get a bit you know tired and dead mm-hmm. if it's something for them to kind of buy instead of another switch why not yeah but yeah and and this is my just my personal disclaimer is i'm a huge gamer I and I'm a huge geek outside of that and love gadgets and stuff like that. There's every chance I'll get a Switch Pro. Like, literally, there's every chance I'll just be like, sure, I'll pick one up. Just to do everyone else out there a favor so I can come on the, sh- on the podcast and be like, okay, got a Switch Pro, tried it out. Here's my verdict. <laughs> um, but I literally only just got a Switch Lite with, like the, like, within the last six months. So I'd, it's hard to justify it. Although... With shops opening up now, maybe there's maybe there's a case for trading my Switch Lite in. But the Switch Lite is so good, it's so good. I don't want to get it. I don't want to trade it in for Switch Pro. Uh, Joy-Con drift and like just have to spend like every few months just buying a new set of Joy-Cons is just painful. It hurts me. Yeah, yeah. We had Joy-Con drift just this morning. You know, this small one went downstairs, tried to get Stardew Valley going couldn't get it working with tv so she tried it handheld and in her words the player had a life of its own yeah it's tough man it's tough um but the sales shows them that they don't need to rush a fix and they or, or even fix it at all 
it's not it's not having any impact on sales whatsoever. Like, they're selling like hotcakes, which is which is why I think I think that maybe the switch lights are selling like super crazy because they're such a good alternative. Mm. Um, and Japan, where they like their mobile gaming, they have gaming cafes. Like it's much more social. The handheld nature of the switch light probably fits that market perfectly. They've probably pitched it perfectly. Um, with it being a bit cheaper as well. Um, yeah. It, it just goes with that, the the style of living over there. Like everything's very compact, very small. Mm. Um, lots of people live in very small apartments. You, you know, well, some people, most people don't probably have a TV. They're not putting the switch on the TV type stuff. Handheld is the way to go. And they've yeah. nailed that. And I imagine most of those console sales in Japan will be switch lights. Um, so there you go. Switch. Basically, guys, Switch Pro, who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Who knows if it's even worth it or even a thing. I don't know. Maybe they know something we don't. Switch, Switch Pro, who knows? News, who knows? Who knows? And who if knows you've made guys, it this well, far, we apologise for 30-ish minutes worth of some content. But next yeah. week, it's just going to be everything. It's just going to be so much stuff. We're not going to know what to do with ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I know, and uh, saying that though, we record in such a way that means that even the next week's podcast will still be waiting for E3 to happen because we record on the Friday when it won't have happened yet. So we'll still be next week waiting for the week after, then the week before that. Anyway, it gets yeah, really we, complicated. We, we, we should probably work in. out something. Along those lines, maybe maybe we, maybe we maybe we record after some of the E three stuff for next week. We could do like an E three special. Yeah. yeah, where we just record a little bit later after this thing. Things have happened, and then talk about it, and then you'll hear about it. Yes, um, but hey, that's that's for us to worry about, and you little listeners just to hang on in there and see what happens when you load up the episode. In there. <laughs> well. With all those things in mind, this has been one skill check with gaming on all good podcast providers. You can also find a link to the podcast on the YMCX homepage, which is ymcx.org.uk. You can find a link there as well. Also, if you want to get in touch with us, ask us questions, register opinions about the podcast, you can do that by emailing us at response at ymcx.org.uk. We check those regularly and we would love to hear from you guys. And this, yeah, that's really all there is for me to say. And look forward to you all next time. This has been Skill Check and we'll see you all then.